Welcome to RPG Cast episode 618 for the week of February 12th, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Privetier. Oh, it's 2022. Excuse me. 2020 TOO. Uh, Chris Privetier, I'm your host. Uh, COVID continues. Life sucks. My cat's asleep. How are you, Kelly? I wish my cat was asleep right now. What about you, Josh? I don't know where my cat is. Oh, which gosh. Is always scary. You're in the most danger of all. Ah. <laughs> uh... How are you, Chris? I'm fine. I'm fine. I've just, I've got some health issues that have been going on for months that I think aren't a thing, but it bugs me and wakes me up at night. I've got mm-hmm. um, uh, some nervousness over my job and like the things, am I really good enough to do this job? So a little imposter syndrome at work. And worst of all, I got a notice this morning from Apple that they approved my charge dispute for Arceus and now I've I'm effectively have stolen Pokemon Arceus. <laughs> well there you go, Chris. You were so worried about being bad. Now you don't have to worry about it. No, I, I am bad. I, I stole it. I'm a but pirate. You did, what, you, you did what you they told you to. They told you to dispute the charge. They told me to dispute the charge. Then the next day, the damn game shows up. So I'm like, hey, I need to undispute this charge. And they're like, yep, I'll take care of it. And then three, uh, five days later, I get an email saying, your charge was successfully disputed. And it's like, meanwhile, Anna's been playing the game all week. And it's like, wait, what? Wait, what? what, 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 what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I think this is still 90% on the company that didn't know whether they had taken your order or not. Yeah, I wouldn't stress too much about this. Think about it like this. is the universe evening itself out because somewhere somebody else got charged $30 for something. Well, now, hold have. on a sec. I did contact Apple again, and I pasted their most recent reply. I'm like, what, the, what gives? What are you doing? What happened? And they're like, thank you for your patience. I have notated your account regarding this issue, and we will resolve it as soon as possible. What does that mean? <laughs> well, I, I, I know what it means. It means they're going to maybe fix it. Who knows? Maybe. You, you and I asked for more response. info, and like, uh, uh, no, this is a person with Apple. So somebody chatted that somewhere. I'm like, this kind of means I stole it. And they're like, I understand your concerns. We will resolve it as soon as possible. Is there anything else I can assist you with? <laughs> no <laughs> a lawyer maybe i don't know i honestly would not stress that much about him you know, my, my husband and i have a have a name for this phenomenon we call it free cat litter because every <laughs> once in a while before um walmart had self-checkout you know we tell the people we have cat litter in the cart yep. and some like we tell them three times and sometimes they just wouldn't scan it so it's like hey free cat litter oh nice this actually happened to me with, uh, I think it was Xenoblade Chronicles X, where I ordered that from Amazon. It did, you know, like it said it shipped. It never showed up. And I con- contacted Amazon and they're like, okay, we'll send you another one. They sent me another one. And then like a month later, the second copy shows up. And I'm just like, you know, I have no clue where the hell this thing was. And I'm like, am I going to try and call back, you know, Amazon and explain like, hey, this thing that was lost, you know, a month and a half. So ago I do that. I've done that in the past and they just say, keep it. Yeah. yeah. So I do. I still do it just to get it on the record because I do feel like it's stealing if I don't at least try. 
and then like you just sell it or something, which is fine as long as they say keep it. Um, here, let me tell you what's going to happen here. Apple's going to come back and say, "Sorry, there's nothing we can do. Please follow up with the retailer with any further concerns." The <laughs> retailer's going to be like, "We still don't believe you even ordered this," <laughs> and I'm going to no be unable to do anything. <laughs> And I don't want to have to try and convince the retailer I bought a product from their website. <laughs> hey, Chris, that happened with me and that Rayman plush that you had, or that Rayman. Oh, plush the Rayman. Pl- oh no, I I already have hot property. I've got a hot you, Raymond. <laughs> you have a blood Raymond. Blood Raymond. No. <laughs> but that was like, yeah, I thought it was lost in the mail, and I requested a refund, and then like literally a month later, it just showed up, and it was like, well, screw them. I'm not. <laughs> Because eBay said that it was like wasn't even a legitimate tracking number. Vaughn's in the chat saying this reminds me of the time I ordered Final Fantasy VII on Amazon and the envelope showed up and it was empty. <laughs> yeah. See, universe. <sighs> yeah, Vaughn was not happy about. No, that. I can't imagine why. <laughs> I kind of don't blame him. And this is why, even though it's finite, well. I guess this is a terrible thing for me to say because it reflects my privilege because I have the money to do this. But this is why, even though it's not fiscally responsible, I prefer to just get games digitally because there's no question. It's here now. <laughs> well, and and that's the thing that was during the pandemic yeah. where Final Fantasy VII Remake was said that it was going to be delayed. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, we're just going to double dip because we had gotten the collector's edition for really cheap on Amazon, but we wanted to play it right away. And I think both of us ended up finishing the game digitally before our physical copies got here. Oh, <laughs> did and, you and yeah, sell the was... phys- digital co- uh, the physical copies, no, or did I you keep them? them? Okay, we kept Just them. Have, all, have it all the ways. All right. I mean, yeah, I I know it's like full, full privilege first world problems, but Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game of all time. Yeah. And plus, we got such a good deal on those collector's editions that we felt like we'd be stupid not to keep them. I so, can't afford not to buy it. Yeah. So, right. yeah, there's that. Fair enough. Um, so, I mean, you haven't even played that hot copy of Arceus? No, Anna's been, been playing Anna? it all week. She's been enjoying it. Um, Like I said, that whole ordeal last week had kind of set whatever had gone on. I just I had no interest in it. And I've been completely taken by Final Fantasy fourteen. So that's all I've been playing this week. Um, to the point where now, when I go to bed, I keep playing Final Fantasy fourteen because I'm using the PlayStation Remote Play to play on my <laughs> iPad with a PlayStation controller. And it's it's streaming from the PlayStation in the other room. It's like, yeah, now I can go to sleep when I'm, when I'm tired of running dungeons. It's like, maybe I need to stop. <laughs> Eh. But also, nah. <laughs> as long as you're paying your rent, you're fine. I am paying. You're your mortgage. Our mortgage. Uh, we are very fortunate. Our mortgage is paid off. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. I I will be happy when that happens in the Ryan household. But to evict us, well, I guess they can't evict us. Um, we still have to pay property tax, though. I don't know what happens if you don't pay property tax. You go to prison, right? I imagine so. Yeah. So that's Uh all we got to do now. But also it means we're still living in the States, which might sound like, well, what's wrong with that? Well, your wife's Canadian and she wants to leave the country because this country's politics are crazy. (laughs) 
So there is that. And everywhere hey, hey, we want to move to in Canada kind of is too. way more expensive. Yeah, her country is not having the best week for politics, no. is it? I was no. going to say, yeah, hers isn't exactly winning any awards. Anna, either. go fix your truckers. Oh, no, she shouted from the other room. Is this where I tell you that whole trucker thing was organized by alt-right Americans? I don't know the veracity of that statement, but it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Look, all, all I know is that there, there's a chicken shortage in Kansas. And, and it's because of my, the truckers? Yeah, and oh, I couldn't no. make my tendies this week. So. You couldn't get your tendies. Um, here's the thing. You're in Kansas. Grow some damn chickens. <laughs> Stop That's importing true. them. We need I, I strong could... American chicken breasts. I mean, that's a possibility. My problem was that I'm afraid I'd get attached to the, to the chickens. Oh, I didn't actually mean grow them yourself. I meant oh, I meant vote for. How do you how do you encourage local farmers to start farming chickens? Do you farm? Do you grow them from the ground? I don't know how chickens work. <laughs> Are you talking hey. like the meat farm from Digimon? Sure, let's go with that. Oh, if only meat worked like that. Um, I haven't been growing chickens, but I've been catching flying pokemon oh yeah so you you've been catching alt chickens yes okay but oh yeah, you've been I, playing arceus yes tell yeah. us about it again more um so i'm in the fight kind of in the final area but i haven't really wanted to continue the story yet because i'm still having a lot of fun just running around catching stuff and i spent a good chunk of time this week collecting all of the wisps so that I could summon Spiritum and catch that. And then I, after that, it's like, okay, well now I'm going to find all of the unknowns because um, if you catch, well, it, it's a stupid reward, but if you catch all of the unknowns that are hidden, hidden throughout the world, they then unlock in one of the temples and then you can catch shiny and alpha unknowns. Great. But but the because if the there's one thing I've been wanting, it's a shiny unknown. Yeah. Why, Kelly? Oh, just completionist, and and plus, are you the, getting like, all the shinies then? No. no okay, no, no, no. you're just getting all the unknowns. Yeah, because right. finding the unknowns is kind of an interesting little scavenger hunt because you get at the uh, section of the Pokedex that's um, unknown, mm -hmm. and each letter has a little riddle that says where it is in the world. Is but is the a riddle, shiny? Is a shiny unknown just blue instead of black? Yeah. Okay. So it's a slightly different color ink. Got it. Yeah. Right. But like the, the the riddles for each letter are written and unknown and, you know, sitting there trying to de oh. decipher that is amusing. It's like, um, it's terrible. It's like, it's the most unaccessible font in gaming. But, oh, like I'm reading one right now. A lone tree on a pond in the grove. So it's like, okay, where do, where in the game is a grove that has one tree in it? And, you know, you just got to sit there and think about the, the world. You know, it reminds me of the side quest in Breath of the Wild where you had all those photos in your iPhone and you had to go find where that photo was in the world. Of course, I don't think you played Breath of the Wild, so I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I was thinking of the actual game like that, where you play, uh, it's like Geolocator or something like that. I forget yeah. what it's called. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like quests quest like that, because, you know, it t tests your memory of the world, or, you know, you see something that's kind of off, 
and you're like, well, I wonder if there's an unknown by this. And you start looking around and sure enough, there's one stuck to a wall or behind something. And I, I like little scavenger hunts like that in games, mm. as long as they're not too obtuse. Oh, I hated because... the treasure maps in Red Dead Redemption. I could never find them. Because <laughs> um, I did learn of a side quest in this game that is so obtuse that you had to have played Pokemon Diamond or Pearl to know it. Oh, which everyone has just done recently if you're a Pokemon fan. Yeah, but this was like a quest where it said, go go discover the legend of the sea, and there's nothing in-game about it, except something about a book that was lost to time. So it's like, okay, I'm looking at all the books in the library, and I'm not seeing anything, and then I finally give up and Google it, and it's like, oh, it's referring to a book in a library in, like, Canaclave City in Diamond and Pearl, and there's no way anybody would have been able to figure out that out on their own without Googling it. But it's, and you need to know what that book says and then use that to find where it is in Arceus? Yeah. Oh, great. Because that book says that you um, have to, like, sail through a gate with three very specific Pokemon in your party. And what do you? So, what happens if you do that in the actual Diamond and Pearl? Arceus? I, I don't know about Diamond and Pearl. In Arceus, it unlocks Manaphy and Fiong. Oh, okay. But, yeah, quests like that that require a completely separate game is just complete annoyance. Um, or, like, something where you would have never been able to find it without a guide. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's annoying, and I hate quests like that. And even Anna, we, we were both complaining about this on Discord. We were both like, yeah, a lot of the quests in this game are complete BS because they don't really give you a whole lot of information. Um. And in in the case of this one, you know, just completely drops the ball on clues. Vaughn says, it reminds me of the phone number you had to call in the Who Framed Roger Rabbit game. Yeah, it's crap like that. Good luck doing that now. Yeah, especially if that phone number's dead. Who has a phone? Who makes phone calls? Lols. Of course, now that's got me thinking about... uh, leisure suit larry pirate protection and asking about old presidents and it's like you get a kid that's kind of a history nerd then that's completely irrelevant but i i digress i'm still having a lot of fun with the game i'm trying to kind of fill the holes in my pokedex before i finish the game proper and then i think the post game has um like time zone distortions where you can get like starters that you didn't pick um, I, I will say I kind of praise this game for, you know, making it so that you don't need a friend or a separate copy of Pokemon to complete the Pokedex. Um, even to the point to where, you know, a lot of the Pokemon that traditionally have only had, like, trade evolutions, they put in an, an item in the game that's called the Link Cable that you use to evolve those Pokemon. <laughs> Very cute. Yeah. So, br- Brilliant. I, I love that. And yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to finish the game this week or not. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I'm not sure if I'm ready to be done with it or not, because uh, this this week's news put me in a classic JRPG mood. Uh-huh. And I feel like I want to boot up something that's kind of traditional. But I'll, we'll get into that when we get into the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you were, like had something on the horizon. There's a ton coming out in March, so... Yeah, I, I don't think until April I'm going to get a chance to, or 
I think the first thing comes out in April that's relevant to my interest from this particular news book. Though I do have a demo to try out, which you tried out, Josh. Uh huh. Oh, oh, you're 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 making a segue there. Oh, yes. Yeah, the... Tell tell me about Triangle Strategy because I downloaded this because I'm d- dying to try it, but I hadn't had a chance to boot it up. Kelly. Yes. Ha- have have you been waiting for a strategy RPG that reminds you of like Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactics Ogre with like really deep political intrigue and a really good, interesting strategy battle system? Yes. Th- then this is the game for you. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought that you was like setting me up for disappointment. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, we'll see. You know, like this is just the demo. It's just the first three chapters. I haven't even gotten through all three chapters because I just booted it up last night. I'm like halfway through it, but like, man, it's so good. <laughs> oh, how how's the combat? Because I mean, the story is inconsequential. It's to me a good strategy game. The combat has to be addictive. I really like the combat. So the combat, you know, like once again, it's it's tactical strategy RPG. You've got regular square blocks. You're you know you have the different characters. You'll have some that are strong with magic, some that are physical attacks. Every single character will have like a special ability. So each character has basically, instead of having like magic points, you have, at least right now when you start out, you have like essentially like three dots. And then using one of your special moves will use up two of those dots. And then every single uh, turn, you kind of get one back. So you have to kind of decide like that. That's kind of how you're parsing out your uh, instead of just having a set number of magic points, you're more parsing it out that way, whether you use your special abilities or not. And so like they have incorporated in terms of the combat itself, they've incorporated quite a bit of nuance to it. Like, you know, uh, the elevation plays a big role. So when you are higher than an enemy, you get a bonus in terms of the damage you do, and you also get a bonus towards accuracy. Um, You get, whenever you uh, are able to get around behind an enemy, you get an automatic critical hit. So if you position a character on the opposite side, you know, one of your own characters on the opposite side from the way that you attack, the other character will also get in a bonus attack. So there's a lot is going into like positioning your characters, moving them around, setting up attacks. Like the first couple of battles have been just like a whole lot of fun. Um, The other thing I I appreciate, at least because at least starting out in the game, the first couple of battles have not been, you know, I, I don't know exactly how big they eventually get. The first few have been like, you know, you got like six or seven party members. So they're not huge battles, Mm -hmm. but Thankfully, they have made it, you know, like, I I don't know about you. Every once in a while, I have this problem with strategy RPGs where they make uh, magic users just, like, um, incredibly weak to physical attacks. And and you have this problem when if you only got, like, six or seven party members, you're like, okay, how the hell do I defend my magic? You you know, like, you have to be so careful with this really fragile magic user. You, You know, it makes it difficult to use them. At least so far in this game, like, you know, when a when a physical character comes up, like they can actually take a hit or two, you know, they're not just immediately going to die. If you leave an opening in a front and an enemy gets through and attacks them. So I appreciate that. I I appreciate that too. I think like, Oh, well, I mean, kind of apples and oranges, but like fire emblem was notorious for that where, Oh, one hit kill on your healer and it's permadeath. Oh, God, yeah. Fire Emblem, especially some of the older ones were bad about, like, they would have those 
you know, like halfway through the battle, they would have uh, reinforcements come in. And oh, sometimes God. you wouldn't even know where, you know, like how they were going to come in. You'd like think you were safe. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, crap, there's reinforcements in your rear. They come right in. They kill your archer. And you oh, that's why they had like, a time rewind. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's well, how you balance was... a broken system. <laughs> but, but, but also, you know, the fact that you use kind of action points to do spells instead of... Um, and magic points is really nice because a lot of those older strategy RPGs, you run out of MP P on a character, then they're pretty much fodder at that mm -hmm. point. So that's nice that they solved that. Yep, that it's you know like I'm like like I said, I played for like two hours and I've gotten two missions. <laughs> There's a it, it, at least the beginning is very much a slow setup. Um, unlike a lot of other games, you know, so many of the games either go like good, evil, very obvious, or they go, you know, law chaos, of course, for like tactics ogre. This one, it has like a three way split. You, you are having to make choices every so often in the story and they, they define them into utility, morality, and liberty. And depending on the choices you make, it's going to later on affect, I'm, I'm sure it affects the uh, final ending you get, but it will affect like the characters that you're able to recruit. But the choices that you'll be given, like it's not a very, I, I kind of appreciate that it's not a, a very clear set uh, choice because the, the differences are not, you know, it's not like, ha, 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 I'm evil or, oh, I'm a goody two-shoes. Like sometimes they, they often are. It's m very subtle differences between the choices that you make. It's almost like nuance is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's much more like, are you, the choices will be much more like, are you earnest or are you like kind of like a little bit more cautious and circumspect? You know, like your your op, you know, you'll get be you, your main character will be asked about what he thinks about the conflict between these three countries, and it's like you can be like optimistic kind of, and be like, yeah, I think the this truce is a great thing, or you can be like, I don't know if I trust what everyone's you know uh, motivations are going into this. You know, like there's not a huge difference between the two, but then it, you know, like you it, then it it kind of the idea behind it is that it's going to form your character's personality and then that that's going to affect the choices that you the choices and the characters that you get later in the game we'll see how that part of it plays out but it it has that feel of like tactics ogre had uh, had that a lot where you know depending on the choices you made in that game like there would just be characters who'd be like no nope i don't trust you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pair up with you at all yeah and and tactics ogre wasn't very binary choice either no. It's very, are you going to lead this rebellion or are you going to go with the um, Empire? I, I think it, yeah, it was technically like law chaos, but it was very, it, it was not very clear when you were making those choices which way went, went which way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unless you were like looking at a guide to see like, oh, well, this is the law choice and this is the chaos choice and you need to go this way. And, and I, I think that's part of what I always liked about Tactics Ogre was that it was so gray in the way of the choices you were making. It wasn't like there was an obvious, oh, this is the good choice, this is the evil choice. Like, they're both kind of bad choices a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Like, there will be in life or, you know, in, especially in these kind of, like, conflicts of war. It's not like there's a good choice. It's maybe just like, well, what, let's take, do the least bad choice I can make. The, the damned if you do or damned if you don't choice, which if you ask me is one of the better choices in video games, because, yeah, either way sucks. So what sucks less for you? Mm -hmm. 
um oh god i can't i i might boot this up tonight just for the heck of it just to get get something different because it's it sounds fun and i i appreciate that um it's going back to uh have having position matter in tactics games because i feel like a lot of games have went away from that oh yeah disgaea totally. has positioning a little bit <laughs> <laughs> disgaea plays itself right yeah yeah no i mean is that that's the thing right. i like in I instinctively always go to the back of characters when I'm playing a tactics game because I've just been trained from the start that, yeah, you do a back attack to do more damage or to avoid getting um, a counterattack. So when games don't have that, it's like, oh, you really kind of missed an opportunity for that nuance in battle for, you know, getting that sweet extra hit. And the, fa- the fact that they- this game rewards it just sounds amazing. Yeah. I always love that in Tactics Ogre, and I remember uh, Jeanne d'Arc on the PSP did that where, and I don't know about this one because I haven't even gotten yet to where I have an archer or anything, any sort of ranged unit. But those games have that where, you know, like if you would get up really high, you could shoot your arrows farther. You oh, know, yeah. you could use the range. And so you'd occasionally you get those maps with like really high places. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to send my archer up there and just rain terror on the enemies. Yeah, because <laughs> so much fun. I remember Let Us Cling Together had that one unit that was a bird unit. <clears throat> Let Us mm-hmm. Clings Together. <laughs> um, that one bird unit that, that that had like super jump, and I think I used him throughout oh. my entire game just because he was so OP. There's mounted oh, yeah. bird units in this game, Kelly. Ooh. Ooh. Can't wait. And there's a you, you can tell there's all kind of, you know there the the first few chapters are very much like setting up the the play you know like they're putting all the all the different players on the board they're giving them their backstory you can you can tell that very soon everybody's going to be stabbing one another in the back and <laughs> everything's going right. to go to crap but we're, so how's this we're work the, Josh is it one battle per chapter uh it seems to be so far and are there random battle encounters you can use to level up between. Uh, I'm guessing there will be. Once again, haven't seen any yet. Okay. I, there are like there are uh, side story elements in each chapter that you can choose to do or not do. And oh, I would okay. assume as you get further in the game, those will so maybe that's also. What you do. Mm-hmm. But you can totally ignore them if you want to. Like the game's like here, you can you can go over here and see this little side story, or you can ignore it, but it'll go away after a while. Mm-hmm. I swear, I had this pre-ordered somewhere and. I cannot, for the life of me, remember where. Maybe I pre-ordered didn't pre-order on the eShop it. now. <laughs> uh, but, broke my train of thought. That, oh, sorry. No, no but it's like, cool. uh, you know, and for anyone who's interested, like it's it's another one of these demos where it's like the first three chapters, and then all your progress will carry over into the full game. So you know, it's not a not a wasted amount of time. Yes, that was the other thing that made me um, interested in this game was the carryover. Yeah. Well, that's why I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and play it because I'm just, you know, I, I'm curious to see exactly what it looks like. And When's it also, come out? Like, uh, beginning 4th. of March? Yeah. Okay. So it's not long enough that you'll completely forget the story from the demo. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's not three months from now. Like, I can I can start it up. I can play the first three chapters, kind of get my get my beak wetted, and then, you know get into it in a few weeks when it finally comes what yeah oh man pre-order placed did you go e-shop no uh amazon okay she wants that empty envelope (laughs) yeah (laughs) excited for that empty envelope 
And then the other thing I've still been, I've still been playing, boy, very love-hate relationship with Maglem Lord. Yeah, I've seen your journey with that on Twitter. Well, you, you can see, like, you can see some of the parts of it that it, the, the good parts are just, like, the goofy story bits. Like, there was this whole quest line where in this game there was, like, an anime idol version of Bear Grylls who would go out... <laughs> Go out in the wild and she did this TV show showing people how to survive out in the wild. And then she get her and her crew gets attacked by uh, monsters and you have to go and save her. And then she's out in the wild trying to survive from these monsters and eats magic mushrooms and gets high. And then you have to fight her in battle. Like, you know, it's just like bonkers, absolutely nutty, crazy thing. It's super entertaining. See, I thought Bear Girls was infamous for drinking his own pee. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So when you posted that, I'm like, wait, is it, did I miss a pee joke? And I guess I, there wasn't one to miss. No, no, there wasn't one to miss. It was, it was just like that. That that's kind of like the only thing that came to mind when I'm trying to think of like, oh, you know, gotcha. it's that group of of uh, reality show where they go out and survive in the wild, but there's a giant crew, you know, and they go, they end up in a hotel every night, you know. <laughs> Of course. Only it's this game, so it's an anime idol, you know, of course. But <laughs> but on the flip side, like, it's the combat that's still just, like, it's, it's, uh, I'm not, I, I have issues with the combat. Um, I, I, the more I play it, the more I don't think that it's so much a performance issue on the Switch, you know, like, I don't, I don't know if it's chugging. I think that that decision to have it kind of like, you know, do that stutter for effect when you hit just the, the problem is, is when you get into a, like a really frantic battle where you're fighting a bunch of different enemies and a boss, it just ends up kind of coming like stuttering because you're like, Oh, I'm hitting. And then he's hitting me. And then I'm hitting this other enemy. And then he's hitting me. And then I'm hitting two other enemies. And so it just kind of turns into like a stuttering slideshow, which I don't mm -hmm. think makes for a very good <laughs> look. And the some of the UI issues in this game just kind of get me. So, you know, like you're you're in the middle of this 2D action battle. You're really focused on, you know, like trying to hit these enemies, trying to avoid their attacks. You're moving around, jumping around, trying to get all this done. And the health bar is down in the lower left-hand corner. And I just find that I'm not paying attention to that. So I've had this happen a bunch of times where I've like, Actually, I've been fighting a boss, and a bunch of the bosses will have both the boss and they'll have a bunch of minions. And all the different characters have different, you know, the, it, the weapons are split up between swords, uh, axes, and uh, spears. And different enemies will have different weaknesses. And it's basically to the point where if you're not hitting them with the thing that they're weak to, you basically don't do any damage. And so I, you know, usually when I'm fighting bosses, it's like, okay, get rid of the minions first and then go fight the boss, right? It's usually my, the, the, the typical strategy. But with most of these bosses, like when you're actually attacking them, it, it actually delays them from doing a lot of their attacks. 
So with the bosses, sometimes you want to do the opposite. You want to go and try and take out the boss first and then fiddle with his minions later. So I've had this happen several times where I managed to like get rid of the boss, but then I didn't realize that my health was low. And then I died to one of the minions just like whacking me right after I get the boss. It's just so frustrating. And it plays into the other UI problem that this game has is like they've mapped your magic to, geez, I got to look which button is it on the switch, the X button, and they've mapped uh, items to the A button, which, you know, fine enough, like you would think that would be, that would just work, right? Well, like I said, you have that problem where every single time you attack, a, whenever one of your attacks hits, like it stutters. And whenever it stutters, it doesn't accept any input during the stutter. So, you know, like you'll you'll hit an enemy and you'll realize like, oh, crap, my health is low. I need to heal. And you'll mash on the A button like like heal, heal, heal. And it's not doing anything. And then, you, you know, like your natural impulse is like, well, mash on it harder. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is, is if you hold down either of those buttons instead of actually doing it, it brings up the oh, hey, you can swap between your different items or your different magic spells. <laughs> and that's all you can do in that screen it pauses what's going on and then you can just swap between things but it, you can't actually use them and then you have to press it you just have to press it go back into the screen and then inevitably like the boss turns around whacks you before you're able to actually press the button and <laughs> and heal yourself so like uh, just you know irritating to be like fighting the controls rather than, you know, the, the boss themselves. Yeah, that does sound annoying. It's just, you know, like it's a little thing, but it just, oh, so irritating to, to lose for that kind of reason. But, but the, you know, the, the story itself is like just goofy enough to kind of keep me going. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll keep going after horizon comes out and I have another thing to kind of take my attention away, but like, the, the story is entertaining. The the combat can be just kind of like annoying and frustrating. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is kind of what you might expect from like a, you know, kind of a lower tier RPG. Like, like uh, it does some stuff right, but it kind of falls flat on some other areas. Was this marvelous? No, this one's, uh, what is it, D3 and Philistella? I haven't heard heard of them. Yeah, they 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 don't exactly. They did the. They've been involved in like the last couple of Summon Night games, and they've also made a bunch of uh, uh, like uh, the, the, their pedigree is not exactly great. They made some like some of the Neptunia spinoffs and. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Need, need I say more? Indeed. Well, I I think that's all we've been playing. Yeah, yeah, we 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 spent time watching watching stuff on YouTube this week, didn't we? Instead. Yeah, our our little Nintendo Direct watch party, but we've got um, feedback first. Yes, we do. So, our question of the week: Have you ever hurt yourself or pet or another person playing a video game? Uh, funny stories only. From Shaman. I've seen the brightest minds of my generation walk into parking meters without trying, while out trying to catch a Bidoof in Pokemon Go, and I find my own arm gets numb a lot when I'm playing on the TV since I'm usually lying down, but nothing beyond that. 
<clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. I got banned from playing Pokemon Go on our dog walks when um, I would nearly step into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, it's a residential street, but yeah, kind of annoyed the crap out of my husband doing that crap. So I, I feel the pain. Um, and the, and speaking of Pokemon Go from Kroll, oh sweet word Pokemon Go, yep, walked into a wall below knee height and toppled into a flower bed. I deleted it long, long after, never to return. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like so those YouTube Pokemon. videos of people walking into fountains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I, I've tripped on a curb before not um, playing Pokemon Go and like very nearly shattered my kneecap doing that. Oof. So that was just me being a klutz. That was had had nothing to do with video games. So below knee height, that that sounds like that hurt. <laughs> um from Featherhoof, early on with my Valve Index, I was recording some Boneworks gameplay, and I'm not sure what happened. I had forgotten to make sure I wouldn't get VR sick of that day, but I obviously forgot one and got all of the symptoms. Sweaty, nauseous, dizzy, weak, the works. I was <clears throat> trying to slowly lower myself to the floor to sit and take the HMD off when my weak knees gave out, and the side of my head found the side of my desk. Ooh. <laughs> that, ow. Yeah, I'm feeling the pain just just listening to this. Um, the only that's the only time I've ever got VR sick to the degree that I'm not sure why it only happened when then like that, but my head was throbbing for hours on after that. Um, feather you gotta be careful because apparently that's how I mean not VR related injury, but apparently they released Bob Saget's death certificate this week and he had died from head trauma. Oof. I guess he had hit it, hit his Wait, head who in died his sleep. From head trauma? Bob Saget. Oh. He hit his head in his sleep. No, he hit his head, went to sleep, and never woke up because oh, of brain bleed. No. Oh no. Yeah. Wonder where he hit and, his and, head. And yeah, that that's I, I'm not, I don't think anyone knows how he hit his head, but yeah, that's my <laughs> nightmare hitting hitting my head so bad when I'm by myself that no one catches me. Because mm-hmm. I had a neighbor die like that too. Oh. Uh, I'm old <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching the stream and these people in Pikachu shoots suits throwing balls at people. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that guy's chasing. <laughs> it has to be a plant, otherwise you'd ruin their phone. I'd be more worried. Yeah, I'd be more worried about getting my ass kicked by a stranger doing that. God, I hope those balls are soft. It's heavy enough that you could get in trouble, I think. So, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. (laughs) So, just Google uh, Pokemon Go The Revenge on YouTube if you want to see what we're seeing. But anyway, what's next, Kelly? So, sorry. Um, from the Mighty Tam, I once fell over the balance bar of a DDR machine at a pizza slash arcade place. Scraped my elbows pretty badly. Never had a DDR-related injury, though back in my gothiest of goth days, I played um, with my boots on mm-hmm. and learned that playing with uh, steel-toed boots was like having lead weights attached to your feet when you're playing DDR. <laughs> So, never again. 
Hmm. And then fr- fr- from our own Alex, Severin Mira, um, direct drive simulation wheels, the more expensive ones, are known to break fingers with their force feedback. You definitely don't want to run them at full force settings. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh. Yeah, that sounds painful. Yeah, that sounds intense. <laughs> that that man, cause I I've only played arcade machines with a little bit of force feedback, you know, to to simulate the to, the tension when you're going into a corner. So I couldn't imagine playing something with enough force to break your finger. Yeah, they they get intense. Wow. Apparently, they're expensive. Yes. Would an actual Formula One racing car break your finger with that if kind you of G force? Trained. Yeah. I mean, if it's truly simulating direct drive, I would guess yes, but I really don't know. Um, I can ask my F1 watching friends later, see if they know. Yeah, so, so many questions, because that that just sounds crazy. But um, th- thank you for your in- injury stories. That Those were quite amusing. And the um, direct drive, keep in mind, is not how you are used to running a car. So Yeah. That's you have true. power stealing. You don't have direct drive. So, oh right, right. I I always forget that power steering is a thing. Yeah. Uh, unless I'm misinterpreting what they mean by direct drive here, in which case I apologize and write in and correct us, please, because <laughs> I'm a noob in this area. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things like the springs in your garage door where it oh god it takes a, don't so much touch of those force. don't touch those leave it to a professional <laughs> <laughs> yeah they are un- they are compressed springs they can pop out go through your head and out the side of your house without slowing down <laughs> that's how yeah. much force those springs are under don't mess with them that's why there's if you if your garage door uses the side springs it should have safety things attached to those springs so that would they to pop they should be restricted along the wire the safety wire instead of going through you Oh, well, I mean, speaking of hitting our hitting our heads, um, our first year in our house, a tornado a tornado came through and caved in our garage door, and we were trying to get it open just so that we could get our cars out, just so that we could go get groceries, and the garage door just kind of fell off its track and landed on my head and gave me a concussion. Oh no! <laughs> and, and then you uh, went to sleep and you woke up and you were Bob Saget. No. Too soon. No, Sorry. but that yeah. hurt pretty bad. I yeah. had a pretty bad goose egg. Uh, luckily, yeah, and it hit Vaughn on the head, too. And that was when I learned that garage doors are a lot heavier than the springs would let you think. <laughs> I think it depends you know, on you... the garage door, but yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, you, op- you open one man. Yeah. yeah, you open one manually. And they're like, oh, this weighs nothing. Oh, Vaughn's like, it hit my head, too, Kelly. <laughs> See, I thought my head took most of the blunt force. Oh, <laughs> I think you both got head injuries if you're arguing over whose head was hit harder by the garage door. I was going to say, I don't have much memory of that day. Oh, what a shock. Crash. (laughs) I'm surprised. Let's move on. I shouldn't say any more about head injuries, especially if I'm going to make bad jokes. All right. Um, So, yeah, that was all of our feedback. I I have our next question of the week tied into the news. What is it? We shall see. Um, Oh, okay. We've got the RP Gamer Award spoiler chat. Oh. You had okay. that in the news. What was that about? Yeah, because now we can talk about who won. Oh, okay. Game of the year. 
we didn't get to talk about it last week because we wanted people to read the article. But now we can say it was Monster Hunter Rise. Which I I agree with. That's pretty good. I, I was kind of surprised it wasn't in Walker, but I, I guess that now at this point, Monster, Monster Hunter actually has more people on staff playing it than uh, 15 or 14. I Yeah. Um, usually it's going to be a, a single player game on our site. Um, it's hard to get everyone to play an MMO, but the fact that Endwalker got that close, it's a good sign for Endwalker. <laughs> tell you that much. So um, it might mean it's the better game, but like we're always going to probably lean towards the one that's more accessible to people who don't want to do MMO stuff. And then in third place was Persona 5 Strikers, which I was surprised by because I didn't realize that people liked it that much. But that's yeah. cool. <clears throat> Another one that a lot of people played. And I think just a lot of people, you know, like thought was good, you know, kind of, kind of I think it probably had a ton of people that thought it was like four out of five. Now, here's yeah, one I... that's that I'm confused by. Tales of Arise won most completed, but it did not win game of the year, which means people must have all finished it. And then didn't think that much about it. <laughs> I mean, it was... I argued that it was the best Tales game to come out in a decade. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's still a Tales game. It did, The story didn't really blow my crap away. Okay. And then our most played was Bravely Default 2 and Shin Megami Tensei 5. Yeah. Um, Which Bravely also Default... didn't make the top. It didn't crack the top yeah. either. Yeah, um, is SMT5 a disappointment? I'm not a, not gonna lie. I was a little disappointed by SMT5. That's too bad. I I felt like they put all their budget into the big open world and just kind of barely strung together a story to tie it all together. Best non RPG Metroid Dread. <laughs> People liking Metroid Dread on the site this year. <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna play it now that it's gonna have an easy mode soon. I heard, yeah, Anna was excited about that. Um, that was announced this week in the Nintendo Direct, Kelly. Yes, we got a surprise Nintendo Direct. Nintendo Direct, where they announced and, pretty much their entire year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, pretty JRPG heavy, my God. It's a little bit, yes, yeah. So, our, our first story. Heavy. Yeah, just a little bit. So, um, the, the stories are out of order, but uh, they're released. But our first story, uh, we've got Front, front Mission remake. Front Mission! They're bringing the front mission games here finally. I'm I'm very curious about these. I've always wanted to get into them, but um, I remember Manny on the old RPG cast saying that front mission games are very hit or miss. Yep. But from what I've also heard, that the the original games are really. I think good. the first three he he didn't say that about. I think it was after that, but I could be wrong. My apologies, Manny. <laughs> yeah, because Front Mission Three came out for the PS one and then what was front mission four that's when things start getting hit or miss <laughs> okay yeah I think uh, let's see front mission was... four uh, it was called front mission four is on the ps2 yeah and that one was the one that was bad so they never localized five which was actually good <laughs> oops so who, who knows maybe maybe if these do well we'll get the whole series okay no it's crazy they're going back and remastering them releasing Um, i know that there was a ds remake of the first one but that one got very hard to find Um, as a lot of those ds you know once were the low print runs Mm -hmm. but that being said the front mission first remake is going to be on nintendo switch in the summer of 2022 with the remake of two to follow after that question are those games coming to other platforms 
and they were just announced in the Switch in the Direct? There, there's been no announcement yet, but it, it could be one of those where it's like timed exclusivity. I, I, I'm, if, if so, I'm going to follow Josh's advice and not play it on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Well, you know, like if you if you really want it portably, maybe. Like yeah, Front Mission should be okay. Okay. Maybe. I, but, I, I guess yeah, we'll maybe. see. Uh, we'll see. Then this next one will definitely be exclusive. Uh, yeah, um, this is what they opened the show with. Um, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Yeah, Anna and I saw this, like, Fire Emblem stuff, and she saw, like, the first shot. It's like, oh, they're doing another Warriors game. <laughs> <laughs> It could be a DLC follow-up. No. 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 It's like, oh, okay. That's, that makes sense. <laughs> three Houses Warriors. So more Three Houses. So my question is, much like the Zelda um, Musou game had a better story than Breath of the Wild, will um, the Fire Emblem's Warriors Three Houses game have a better story than the actual Three Houses game? Ooh. Shots fired. <laughs> Just something consistent something that pulls nice. things together that doesn't leave a bunch of loose ends even if you play all the various versions maybe is that too much to ask for it probably is yeah probably is. um they just did oh. such a good job with the plot line in um in the zelda one that i'm i'm hopeful but it's probably different people so i shouldn't be <laughs> i mean who knows how uh how it's gonna play out because it looked it was looking like they were kind of friendly in the trailer but then knowing what happens in fire and that particular game it could be what happens during the time skip or it could be a well i guess it couldn't be a sequel because of what happens it won't be a sequel they said it was a retelling or something uh, after they showed the trailer or or i wonder the same story they said something like that so it's the same story but that doesn't mean it can't be like there's people here that i don't recognize that i'm told are the people from other plot lines i didn't play um so i, I believe guess... the dlc characters are in it as well i didn't see oh. them yeah i didn't I see them at all hmm? and it was like no sewer babies and i said well surely that'll be dlc <laughs> <laughs> like this purple haired guy and the the white looking dude on the cover i don't know those people at all and maybe that's because I played the wrong plot lines, but those characters don't exist in my mind for three houses. So I have no, no. idea who they are. <laughs> I'm told I'm just, just, that's just my perspective, but that was well, weird. So, it, so, it, so this is Koi Tecmo, of course, cause it's warriors game. Then what the heck is intelligence systems been doing the last three years? I thought intelligence three systems years. worked on advanced wars. No, that they're not doing that. That's way forward. Okay. <laughs> so else? it's like they they haven't done anything since the DLC for Fire Emblem. So it's like, hmm. Maybe they're working on a new Fire Emblem. Well, surely, but always, I, yeah. But I hope so. They also uh, yeah, do uh, some weird games. Like they're not just the Fire Emblem place. True. But Three Hopes comes out on Nintendo Switch on June twenty fourth. So Three we'll Hopes. Get, we'll probably get more information between now and then. Is that what it's called now? Three Hopes, not Three Houses? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Three Hopes. That's what this is called. Three Hopes. Fire Emblem Warriors, Three Hopes. I am waiting for the inevitable collector's edition, and hopefully it won't be crushed like my Warriors collector's edition. Well. But I digress. What if it is? Um, And then uh, more surprise Square Enix 
next stuff. I on my chart of games, I would have bet on getting a remake. I never would have guessed this one in a million years. And I can't even pronounce it. Live Alive or Live Alive? Live Alive. Coming live to the U.S. Alive. Finally. Um, HD2D remake releasing in July. So now if you uh, ever bother to uh, pirate that game, it's time to put your money where your mouth is and uh, yep. actually buy it. <laughs> so originally released on the Super Nintendo in 1994, seven different stories taking place through different points in time can be played in any order. Um, I think there's like one story that centralizes it all, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's using the HD2D graphical style and Octopath Traveler as in that and Triangle Strategy. It's it's amusing because when I saw the trailer first coming out, I, I was like, is this Dragon Warrior 3 or Dragon yeah. Quest 3 news? And then when they had the A in front of Alive, it was like, oh, well, this is a unexpected. Mm-hmm. It's a deep cut, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And uh, people were kind of salty on Twitter that they they were saying Square is treating Live a Live better than Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> what, because this is coming out and six isn't yet? Uh, or come, it has an HD 2D remake. Oh, they want six to have the HD 2D. Okay. Yeah. Which is really amusing because I remember people saying back in the day that Square Enix deliberately down, or it was just Squaresoft back then, that they would deliberately downplay their non-Final Fantasy titles so that the Final Fantasy titles would do better. And I'm like, yeah, what, what, and what marketing sense does that make? Uh, I mean, it, there's always the chance for bad marketers, so I, I can't rule it out. But yes, I agree with you, Kelly. It, yeah. If they were somewhat competent, that doesn't make sense. I wanted to pick Anna's brain about that, but you guys weren't hanging out last night. Oh, I can't wait to play this because it it definitely looks just like fascinating. Never played it. I've always been curious about that game and I've had a a fan translation like on my hard drive forever and just have never gotten around to it. But now I'm going to hold off. Um, Kelly, what about let's let's get the Final Fantasy VI 3D remake that they showed off for the N64. Let's get that going. How about that? Ooh, ooh. I'm not sure. Um, my my only complaint about this one is that one of the fan translations had a different font for each era, and it doesn't look like they're going that way with this one. Okay. And I I thought that that was just kind of a neat touch. In yeah, the but Square Enix and fonts has uh, not been doing well so much lately, right? Uh, that's true. That's just, true. Just be thankful this font looks legible. As long as you can yeah. read it, you should be happy. Yeah, but that's true. That's sad. And then. I know. I think this it, like leaked somewhere before it got announced, but uh, Chrono Cross is getting a remaster. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I had a feeling it was coming up, but this announcement still surprised me. So they announced this on the Nintendo Direct, but it's also going to be out for the PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC. And yeah, it's kind kind of a digital remaster like they did with Final Fantasy Eight and Seven. Um, yeah, the seven, eight, nine, where they kind of like lightly touch it up, but not really like totally redo it. Yeah. Um, I've heard a rumor that they're going to be doing like a second touch up with nine because nine was just the mobile version upscaled. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just a rumor that's neither here nor there. But the thing that surprised me about this Chrono Cross 
edition is that we're also getting an official translation of Radical Dreamers in it. Yeah, that's shocking. Yeah. So Radical Dreamers was a game that was only released in Japan, and it was a um, kind of a visual a text novel. Is it a novel. visual novel or a text adventure? I guess it's... Uh, a little bit of both, because there's some visuals, but there's also uh, mostly text. Yeah. And it only came out on the satellite view in Japan. Satellaview. Yes, Satellaview, my yeah. bad. Um, so it, it was kind of a, impossible to get a copy of it unless you had a cart that had a download copy of it. And from what I heard, like if some of those carts that had a download copy on it went for crazy amounts of money. Yeah. So there are there are ways to pirate that, but also now you don't need to. So yay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an interesting little novelty. It's kind of a prequel to chrono cross though i think no no it's a separate it's it's not connected like oh it's it's not yeah it's like it's one one envision of a sequel to chrono trigger but then they never really went they went a different way with chrono cross is my understanding Uh, because like even magus is in radical dreamers yeah that's what i was about to ask like wait a minute i thought magus yeah and and then in in chrono cross he became my guile and I hate Chrono Cross's story so much um, just because it doesn't, it could be like a really good story on its own, but just be, given what it's connected to, it's frustrating how they tie into Chrono Trigger and don't do a good job of it. Oh, <laughs> I, I remember trying to summarize the story and the old version of Backtrack and of this, and I realized that, guys, if you sound like I'm not making sense, the story doesn't make sense in context either. Um, There's two worlds and a cat guy, and then uh, the 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 lady you care about at the very end who goes missing in Chrono Trigger. Well, she's back with a new hairstyle and no personality or any other connections to the first. Don't game. spoil too much. Some people might not have played it. It doesn't matter if you have. But... It doesn't matter. The story's not really connected. <laughs> But, but also, it was amusing because I was all excited about this, and Vaughn, my husband, was like, are they going to actually make it good? Yeah. <laughs> so they, Anna's oh like, Anna, remember, Anna loves Chrono Cross more than Chrono Trigger. She, mm-hmm. she can go back and play Chrono Cross any day. She does not want to play Chrono Trigger again. And <laughs> Which, again, I've made mistakes in my marriage choices, but um, <laughs> she she's so excited for this. I... <laughs> Yeah, I think we were both talking on Discord that both of us are probably going to end up importing it physical if we can from Japan. Oh, they're getting a physical release of this? There probably are. There's okay. physical releases for um, like Legend of Mana and Saga Frontier remakes okay. in Japan. So yeah. chances are it's probably going to be released physical there too, just digital here. Because um, I, I want this in my physical collection. Because I love I love this game can, so much. Can they Even let me it's... play it on fast forward from the get go? That would be um, nice. yeah. There's a fast forward. Um, let me look at the. Um... Can I lock it on so I don't have to hurt my thumb holding the button down the whole time? <laughs> so there's going to be updated 3D models, the ability to switch enemy encounters off, um, combat enhancement features, an auto battle option, and an option to choose between pixel or HD. Fonts. That doesn't sound like fast forward. So I guess they're going to make me play through it first. It says auto battle. Yeah, auto battle so is us- not the same as fast forward, though. Usually, fast forward right. uh, is okay. part of auto battle. All right, all right. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I I will eat my amount of crow if I'm wrong. All right, but yeah. 
And then the, I, what I think is the biggest surprise of the Nintendo Direct, this, my jaw hit the floor when I saw when this popped up. I'm sorry, Kelly. There is nothing that would surprise me after seeing Radical Dreamers coming to the U.S. <laughs> um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3? Nope. I expect that to happen. That doesn't surprise me as much as Radical Dreamers coming out. <laughs> oh, you know, th- this trailer started playing, and it was like, this looks very Xenoblady. And then next thing I know, you know, there's like Titans in the background. That- and oh, there's big guys. They- so this could be Xenoblade. And- we need to see a Monado. Oh, that sword <laughs> looks like it qualifies. Swords. Yep. All right. This is Xenoblade. <laughs> So I, I'm sad because I, I thought that we was going to have a backtrack lock because we said that, you know, maybe uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X will get a re-release. And nope, mm-hmm. they're just going straight to three. Um, Probably the right choice. Reddit has also pointed out that the protagonist of this looks just like the protagonist of um, Shin Megami Tensei 4. <laughs> okay. I'll have to find that image yeah, for you. Yeah, that's to right. Adapt. He does look like Flynn, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got the ponytail. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I don't like, like these people with wings coming out of their heads. I don't. It, that makes me uncomfortable. They, they were in the uh, original Xenoblade. Oh, but not in the second one. No, I don't uh, think so. Here's a one where you can spoil things, so we probably shouldn't talk too much about. But yeah, like, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, I don't know if I this think... will be connected to the other two. I assume it will, since the, the, I don't the, know. It's supposed news... to tie together both games. Yeah, I thought they already yeah. did that. All right, whatever. Chris, you never finished Xenoblade 2, did no, you? No, I didn't, and I yeah, know there's miss- stuff at the end, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, I, you're I missing a finish. key. Yeah. <laughs> I'm missing some important plot, I understand. Yeah, just, just a tad. I should but, finish, um, and then play that DLC. But um, that that being said, hey, hey, you know what uh, 3 didn't get announced on the Nintendo Direct? Mother 3. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, I was like, they're they're totally not announcing Mother Three. Like, given everything else, like, honestly, I'll be honest. For the first time in a long while, seeing Radical Dreamers and Live Alive being announced, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. There's a chance Mother Three is going to happen now at this oh, point. Like, oh. it's totally possible. And like, they're not going to do it, though, are they? <laughs> I was sitting there with, you know, like, okay, they said bound there's going to be earthbound okay there it is on nintendo switch online and they said that's not all i'm like ah, oh, oh nope it's just beginnings uh, okay 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 oh yeah and, and <laughs> they, they fo- the- by following up that crazy amount of square enix announcements they actually found a way to get me to think there's a chance nintendo would do something we want <laughs> yeah yeah but hey you've got your mother on I don't care. Like Switch. we already, it's just, how many times are they going to milk the? Hey, we're putting Earthbound out again. I don't <laughs> care. Really? You already put it out. We did this. Like, if you want to do something, translate Mother Three. Otherwise, go away. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you know, at least now you could play it on your Switch so that you can, like, I don't know, have a TV show going on in the background for do that with the Wii U, the, and I still the, didn't the do boring. it. Boring. <laughs> Since that you have something else to do while you're slogging through the boring battles. Yeah, I don't know. Guys, I'm sorry. I I enjoyed what I played of Mother 3. Or no, I'm sorry, Mother 2. Earthbound. Earthbound, We played it for Backtrack. And I I liked Mother 3, but that game system is slow, and I had to play it on Fast Forward, and I don't think the uh, Switch does Fast Forward, does it? It only does Rewind. Now that I think about going back in time, when I played through Earthbound, could I play it on Fast Forward? Would that have been better? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, um this is one of those games where the music carries you through the boringness, but 
that's a taste issue, I guess. Because if you yeah. don't like the music that much, you're screwed. <laughs> but, but hey, I'm happy for you, Mother fans. At least you get this game on Switch where I, I'm still suffering for no Final Fantasy VI. But that's just me. And that I think that was all the made like all the jaw dropping news. Um, yeah. Then we talked about triang- they talked about the demo for Triangle Strategy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, we talked um, about that. Oh, oh, Tam will be happy on this one. SD Gundam? Yeah, some SD Gundams. <laughs> Super Deform Gundam coming to the U.S. With, I assume, a proper translation? Is this one of those Southeast Asia deals, or is this going to be... Well, no, it's got to be if it was in the direct. It's yeah. got to be proper. Proper. And then, I guess and, that's a, and, that's a and condescending then, and then you... way <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> Well, you've played a few of those Southeast yeah, I Asian know. English releases. <laughs> like, I don't want to read this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the Japan Direct, we got a marvelous announcement called Loop 8. This is very Persona-ish looking, isn't it? Hero Harmony in Bill- the chat saying this will come to the U.S. Okay. But I don't Bill know Build as a know- juvenile so- RPG. A juvenile was- RPG. So it's for kids or it's immature? <laughs> There's there's giant Eva and Galleon monsters in this. Yeah. What is going on? But you're walking around like you're in high school. Is this a visual novel? Do you date people uh, in high school? No. Well, there, there's actual. If you look, watch oh, the there's trailer, combat. Like, there's a oh. clock. So look at the clock. It's actually moving while you're going around. Oh, that's well, a lot of pressure. All right. Yeah. Oh, oh, you date a fox girl. It looks like. Yep. All right. Yeah, I I watched this trailer and it kind of didn't enthuse me any, but. Oh, Hair Frog wants to date the giant robots. I don't think that's going to happen, but you know who knows? Maybe it's Japan. Um, let's see. The, the The story says features a combination of everyday everyday life and the extraordinary. Okay. And um, Nini can use his free time. To what do you bet it's an isekai? Is it an isekai too? Uh, probably. Yeah. Why not? I I have learned so much about isekai. Over it's the not. Past it's month. it's a teenager who moves to live with his mother's relatives in the peaceful countryside town of. <gasps> Ash- oh gosh, Ashiharanatsu. Ashiharanakatsu. Oh my gosh. That, that word is <laughs> After he loses his family and home as a result of a calamity known as Kegai. Okay, so the robots came, then he goes to the country, and then I guess he learns to fight giant robots, I bet. Be- through the powers. Girl. Yeah, through the power of friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. That works. <laughs> uh, uh, I want to see more trailers about it before I um, get excited. But yes, that was the whole direct. So Ooh. our question of the week this week, what Nintendo direct announcement excited you the most? And it doesn't even have to be RPG news because I personally lost my shit over the portal one and two port for switch. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anna was very excited. Is it, is it, is it okay that I'm not excited by portal anymore? Yeah. Uh, well, I've kind of played it. It was really I good. never played two. I hear it's good. What I've oh, seen of it is very good. good. Yeah, I should play it, but you I don't know if I it, yeah. will, and I don't feel bad about it if I don't. Yeah, it's fine. I I want Portal One and Two these ports to do well, so that Valve will get off their ass and make a. They're Portal not going 3. to make Portal Three. No, the lady I left. Want it. She's gone. Oh, get over it. No, but also I don't know. I'll never get over it. I, I, I mean. Portal is one of my favorite non-RPG. What, what's the, the Valve's working on the Steam Deck right now, right? So, right. yeah. Would it make would Portal make sense in a in a handheld in any way? Well, I think they're doing this as uh, kind of direct competition to the Steam Deck. 
you would yeah, think. In that sense, it is kind of a weird. But it's time their to game. It on yeah. There well, I bet you it'll be out on Steam. No, no one said it was exclusive, did they? Well, well, of course not. Like, I mean, Portal will just work on Steam. Yeah. On the Steam Deck, I'm sure. Oh yeah, it would just work, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's already out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure yeah. it already works on the Linux version of yeah. uh, Steam OS. <laughs> the problem is that not everybody could get a hold of a Steam Deck. Yeah. Well, there is that. <laughs> But, but yes, right, right into us. Tell us what you're most excited about. Doesn't necessarily have to be an RPG. Um, yeah, let's just talk about the direct. That was a, that was a pretty good direct. They don't yeah. do much better than that. Um, somebody did a nice lineup of the 2017 Nintendo Direct uh, game title screen icons uh, or box arts or whatever they are, and then the 2022 lineups and how all the box arts are the same. <laughs> I didn't see this. <laughs> And I'll have to share it, but it's great. Yeah, put it in the Discord. Literally, Mario Kart 8 in the 2017 Direct and the 2022 Direct <laughs> is my favorite because it's the same game. That's funny. <laughs> but, oh, oh, and yeah, it's a pretty good Direct. I'm sure there are people out there still whining about it. We did Breath of the Wild. They wanted Zelda. And I, I understand. Yeah, it would be more exciting and cool if like they had more announcements for Zelda like a date. I, I why, think why there's one more chance DLC? this year. There's one more chance this year you'll get some info um, around E3, yeah, and then another gonna... chance around the end of the year if they're planning to release it in spring. But uh, you didn't who knows? Let me finish being angry, internet person. Why more DLC for Mario Kart Eight? You should have Mario Kart Nine. Uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, but they already decided they didn't want to do. They only do one Mario Kart per platform, and they chose not to do a new one for the Switch. I don't know why. I don't get it, uh, so but what, what, you're getting honest? 48 tracks here, what, so shut what, up. Yeah. yeah, no kidding, and you're not having to pay 60 bucks again, so what are you complaining yeah, about? I mean, to be honest, it's, yeah, they probably sold so many copies of Mario Kart 8, it's like, well, crap, let's just appeal to those people. Like, if you hate the game system of 8 for some reason, then yeah, I, I feel it. That sucks for you then, and they should have done a new one, but they didn't, and now... They're doing what I think would be the next best thing, which is just add a frick ton of tracks to the to the game. Yeah, and and I have no dog in this fight because I don't even have that Mario Kart. Um, I do. I've never booted it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, um, I didn't get a chance to see the Kirby trailer, but I saw that Anna was excited. Kirby, it looks like open world Kirby. <laughs> yeah, it's open world Kirby. Yeah, and I've also seen a lot of memes of how he eats things. Mm-hmm. He. He doesn't really eat it now. He just shoves like a giant car in his mouth. He can't even swallow it and then starts driving the car around. It's weird, Kelly. Kirby's Kirby's got like an oral fixation in this one. Kirby's in Devore, apparently. I well, but he doesn't eat it. So he's just shoving ping pong balls in his mouth and and being like, ah, oh, I can't swallow it. Um, he does kind of swallow a vending machine and start puking cans of soda at people. Uh, I'm hoping there's a panty vending machine in there, but I doubt it. Um, <laughs> this is Nintendo, uh, Chris. How does Kirby road cone? Yeah, there's the road cone. Yeah, I there's a lot of light bulb amount. He, Kirby's got some problems with eating this one. He's got an eating disorder, more so than normal. So, Also, yeah, he is... totally copies Splatoon at some point. <laughs> see, see, to me, this whole mouth thing is making me think that Kirby's just cappy. Here's the thing, Kelly. It doesn't matter the rest of that. The reason Anna wants this game is because there's town building. Okay. <laughs> you can you get to build a Waddle D town. 
So the rest of it doesn't even matter at that point. She's like, I'm in. (laughs) See, I think at this point during the direct, I was complaining about the cloud versions of Kingdom Hearts again. And then Anna had had to tell me that that had to do with cart size. And that just pissed me off even more. (laughs) So. Well. Regardless, I'm excited about. I mean, I, I I might give this Kirby game a chance. I'm no more not Kirby, a Kirby fan. Be careful. Kirby games are very easy and simple, and so if you go into it expecting a deep experience, you're going to be disappointed. Um, oh, now, obviously, it, they could change things up for this one, so I can't rule that out. But just go to it with expectations that it's not going to be more than what it looks like on the tin. Okay. Eh, so if you want to run cute. around and suck things up and and drive a car, you're going to be happy. That's yeah, it looks cute. Yep. Kirby in the Forgotten Land. It's always cute with Kirby, so. <laughs> okay, are we done with the Nintendo Direct? I think Any- so. Yeah. Um, and non-Nintendo Direct news, we've got the retro indie RPG, The Secret of Veronis Unveiled. Uh, this is u- using kind of Game Boy color nostalgia. Yeah, it looks like Final Fantasy yeah. Adventure type games, right? Yeah. Or um, the Saga I mean, Legends, I guess, however you should call them. With a little bit more screen real estate. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Oh, that does look like Final Fantasy Legends. Yeah. Because that's funny. I, uh, Final Fantasy Legends 3 was a little bit more Mystic Quest inspired mm-hmm. than the other two. And, like, you even so, got a number of uses on your on your weapons and everything. Oh, because I, I, just, I just played through Final Fantasy Legends 2, so this looks fascinating. I wonder if you'll even have... Say what? Uh, those games are hard. Yeah, they they can be. Um, oh, they were hard for me, <laughs> and I never went back. <laughs> oh, that that is definitely relevant to my interests now. So yeah, um, did we have any expected to release in late 2022 for PC right now? So we'll have to keep you posted on that. We've got more Rune Factory Five news involving Bachelorettes and Bachelors. So we, there's two trailers out right now that show all of the eligible bachelors and bachelorettes. Bachelorettes, I can't talk. Bachelorettes, I think. No, I like it. Bachelorettes. Um, we've also got the English voice actors, and the only one I recognize is Robbie Damon. Okay. What would I know him from? Uh, he is Prompto. Oh, okay. Um, he's yeah. Um, he's also in season three of Critical Role. Oh, okay. And he's really funny. Um, so yeah, we can watch those those trailers. Um, Nacon acquires Midgar Studio. Who? Uh, I, that's the <laughs> France-based people who made Edge of Eternity. Oh, all right. Uh-huh. So who was Nacon? Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't. They oh, own fifteen different publisher. studios. They're yeah. like a. They're, okay. they, are, they own studios, I guess. They also uh, make yeah, uh, controllers and crap. It looks like. Ah, I see. I've never heard of them, so yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, it looks like they've got like a um, a com a competitor, the Backbone and stuff. Oh, and, uh, yeah. You know, and then the rest is like they make video games by buying studios that make video games, mostly mobile. <laughs> ah. Hey, Kelly. Yes. You like Octopath Traveler, don't you? Uh, yeah. Um, we're doing a backtrack on that this week. Oh well, well, you know, are you excited that that uh, that free to play uh, mobile game that got announced for Japan is coming out in English? Eh, not not really. Is it a gotcha? <laughs> it probably. Yeah, probably. And then 
<laughs> oh, well, I tried. It looks, I mean, it doesn't, this trailer makes it look like it's not a gotcha, and it looks like, oh, this might no, be No, no, it's, it's totally the HD2D engine. It and is, I'm it's like, well, exact same engine. that seems good. It can't be true, though, right? And I've learned enough over my years that I bet you it's not true. I bet you it's not good. But I don't the, the know. Got, the gotcha is probably going to be weapons. It's 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 free to play, guys. Don't get your hopes up. I'm not. I'm definitely not. Um, um it's already side, out in Japan too. You could probably just get it from the Japanese store and see. And I'm yeah. sorry that we don't know. I just never got around to doing that. Yeah. It, it's it coming out sometime this year with more details later this month. Okay. Yay. Um Limited Run Games is coming out with uh Other Side as a physical release. This is Other Side spelled O-T-H-E-R-C-I-D-E, like you are killing the other. Whatever that means. It puts players in control of the daughters, an order of warriors descended from the greatest warrior, unnamed here, as they face off against beings from another dimension known as the Others. It's the Other Side. It's a horror game? What is this? It right. looks like it. It's an I RPG, though? Okay. Well, I guess it's tactical RPG. Oh, all right. Oh. All right. I, I, if I remember, we I probably covered it. Was, yeah. yeah, this was like a black and white. Oh, we Zach review. Webster's review of the PS4 version. So that's what we're going back to. PS4. Um. Oh. Two point yeah. five out of five. It's not. Um, it's black, white, and red. So there you go. Like really bad for Anna to play yeah that's but, okay. a color palette <laughs> issue all right um at least horizon forbidden west is gonna have better it's, accessibility it's out next features. week like do we even need a story about it uh we get a set of cinematic trailer and we can talk about the accessibility features so there's gonna be an easy loot system um multiple difficulty modes ranging from story mode to very hard Oh. Um, there, there's going to be sliders for like damage and stuff like that. Um, the easy loot system is so that you get stuff without having to worry about detaching parts. So I guess it's like Monster Hunter where if yeah. you break off certain parts. Exactly. So you don't have to worry about like knocking off the tail before you kill the thing. God, can Monster Hunter get that? <laughs> Probably not. No. Uh, and then, and they're as a Monster having... Hunter person, I say no. <laughs> you have to get the tail off. That's part of the game. Well, you That's, can still do If you that. take away those challenges, you're not going to have a game left. Trust me. Monster Hunter is nothing once you turn it into an easy push-a-button action RPG. That Like, all of its charm is in those idiosyncrasies. I think they've kind of trimmed away most of what they can already with World and Rise. But I no, will I, be I, wrong and will find something else they could trim away and I'll be like, oh, that was a good idea. No, I... I <laughs> get it i i agree that's what makes if you take away too fun. much though or you put a health bar above the monsters i'm telling you it will change that game too much <laughs> I, anyway yeah you're probably right um let's see other accessibilities multiple control p- presets but you can also remap them um you can invert the x and y axis axes and there's also a co-pilot system that will let a second controller access the game with mirror controls what's that supposed to do I don't know. That's weird. So you can have yeah. two controllers and swap back and forth between them. No, it means two. Yeah. So, like, two people can both have controller and you can play on either instead of having to pass the controller back and forth. So, if you're playing with oh, a kid or something, weird. I see. Like, you do this part. Okay. 
and you don't have to like hand the controller back and forth. But why is the uh, controls mirrored? Mirrored, as in it's the same controls on each controller, ah, not mirrored as in reflected. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. That yeah, that makes I, sense. When when it said mirrored, I thought, well, what, wait, does that mean that left is right and right is left? That that confused not, yeah, me, but I no. get it. Um, and I, motion sensors and sensitivity and dead zone sliders. Oh, and the PS5 version will let you control the haptics. I, cool. I just love all the granularity they give you in this. Like you can just customize it exactly how you want. Did we mention the subtitles, which was like the thing I was most excited about? Like in this, you're going to be able to adjust the size and the background for yeah. the subtitles. I nice. didn't see that, but yes, every game needs that. I know that is so nice. I'm like, I'm very excited. Like, oh, I can crank that, make those things huge and change the background if I need to, to see them so that our old ass eyes can actually register the text. Oh, I didn't realize Tiny Tina does the voice of the main character in Horizon. <laughs> Did not realize that. Ashley Birch, so yeah, the actress who does Tiny Tina as well. So. That's funny. I don't like Tiny I'm... Tina, but um, I like Ashley Birch and other things, so it's funny. <laughs> well, you'll have to give us a full report on this next week, Josh. Yes. I... Oh, good. Someone's playing it. I still yes. need to play the first one. It's yes, on my too. PS5 as a... Um... Does that have a very easy mode? That's Maybe that's what I should do. <laughs> I know it had adjustable difficulty. I don't think it had this much granularity, if I remember correctly. Because, it, I mean, didn't this come out day and date with Breath of the Wild? It came out, like, two weeks before yeah. or something like that. Like, I, that's, that's yeah. one of my guilty things. I never finished it because it was, like, same year as Breath of the Wild. Was it the same year as Persona 5 as well? God, there was a ton of stuff that year, I remember. It was 2017, wasn't it? Yeah. The archetype for 2022 is Nintendo Direct. <laughs> <laughs> and then our, our last news story, um, speaking of Game Boy Color uh, aesthetic, uh, Yacht Club Games has a Kickstarter for their new newest game, and it's not a Shovel Knight game. It's Mina the Hollower. Is it in the Shovel Knight universe? I don't think so. It's uh, it's got the same Gothic sort of animal people running around. So it's a gothic inspired story starring Mina, a whip welding mouse, who um, is an adventurer. And so is it Castlevania? It's very Castlevania inspired. But it looks like so that was a trick because I kind of know from it's an overhead view and it's more like a walking around Legend of Zelda as far as your your combat and action sequences. Yeah, the aesthetic looks very Link's Awakening. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe kind of a fusion between the two, but looks interesting. Um, it looks awesome. I didn't I kind of skipped over Shovel Knight because it was too hard for me. Can I, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a mm -hmm. question? Why does the Shovel Knight people need a Kickstarter? Um, why they they had a good reason and I can't remember what it was. Um, what, what did they say? Because we like money. <laughs> <laughs> the campaign has already surpassed its funding goal. Um, I think they just needed more money just for to be able to develop more. Really? Really? Did they find nobody wanted to publish their games unless it said Shovel Knight on it? So they're like, well, I guess I, we want to do a new property. We have to kickstart it again. It's oh. like I... Oh, hold on. Yeah? So... Anna's shouting from the other room saying they're claiming the Kickstarter is being used to solicit feedback from the community. Yeah, oh, and also okay. over a million dollars. 
Well, let's not forget the. Oh, I'm sorry. Only eight hundred thousand. My apologies. I spoke too soon. They've only raised seven hundred ninety-three thousand. My apologies. They're not at a million. Doesn't matter. All right. So if you uh, if you want to back, I haven't done this in a while, but since I got the page open, if you want to go crazy, um, oh wow, the really good stuff. Being a director for a day, um, three thousand dollars. That's gone. So if you want to go crazy, your best option right now is the five hundred dollar level where you get a game design document book. So I guess you they, they, should, they throw you some papers that show what the people who bought the better tiers did. <laughs> All right. Estimated delivery, <clears throat> December 2023. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I have always wanted to see like an official game design document. I want to see um, a nice, I'm sure someone's done this, some, but some breakdown of like popular video game Kickstarters and their promised release dates versus the actual release dates. Ooh, <laughs> I can't be good. That's, a, that's an ugly, that's an ugly look there. Oh, I'm amused at the bottom of the page. It says who we are and it's all shovel Knight. We made shovel Knight. That's all that <laughs> section should be. Just say that and move on. Like wait, then spend the rest wait. of your time. Like, why do we need money? <laughs> wait, what does shovel Knight dig? Oh, that's, um, they, that's, they have a digging game. Is it like Mr. Driller or Dick Duck? Uh, I can't remember. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Uh, it's on Nintendo. It's on PS4. Uh, is this the... I think... Yeah, so you go down and you... I don't think it's like um, Steambot Dig. It's more like... Gosh, I don't know. It looks, it looks more like Dig Duck to me. Well, not really, though. There's even a shop and stuff, so huh. Dick Duck doesn't have like complicated mechanics. It's like don't I, get eaten by the dinosaur. <laughs> um, well, th- I mean, this for me, this one certainly looks more fun than the original Shovel Knight. Yeah, that is, uh, <laughs> that's a thing, and there's bosses. So, well, the, uh, there's a lot side. of Shovel Knight games, Kelly. There's a card game. There's like a thousand different expansions to Shovel Knight. Um, and there's also Pocket Dungeon. And yeah, there's a lot of Shovel oh, Knight. Oh, Pocket Dungeon was the puzzle game. Yeah. I think. Oh, Shovel Knight Dig is not out yet. Oh. That's why I don't know what it is. They they did announce it at some point, but yeah, it's not out yet. I see. Well, um, that is all the news. Now we've got briefs. Um, Scarlet Nexus's third DLC is out right now, and it also comes with an extra hard mode, a very hard mode, and a new photo mode. So you can check that out. I still need to finish Scarlet Nexus, but Pokemon Arceus kind of took up all my time. Um, River City Girls is coming out this week. Yep. On Monday, as well as the Children of Morta online co-op update coming out on Monday. Um, we've got finally got a release date for Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. When's it coming out? February twenty third. Okay, couple weeks. Huh? Yeah, I'm probably going to be picking that up on my tablet. Um, I don't Kellen know, Kelly. Hi- the character sprites in this look a little off. They kind of do. Yeah, they're not as bad as the previous Steam remake, but this is. Or did they never get a Steam remake? So, yeah, they did. Right. Six yeah, had it one. Did. Six had yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, it had an ugly one. Right. This one is, it's better than that, but not, it still looks wrong versus the original. They look kind of washed out. It might just be because they're different and that's screwing with my nostalgia or something, but. 
could could be. Um, Tara's hair got... is still green for some reason. She, Tara's hair was always green. In the sprite work it was, right? But not her No, artwork. it was always green. Okay. Um, And then we've got Kowloon High School Chronicle heading to the PS4 on March 18th. We've got the no, RPG her, time. No, her hair is blonde in the artwork. I brought it up right now. Okay, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta say, I'm that could be green depending on your monitor. And then there's this one where there's no color. It's just sketched out. <laughs> All right. If it's debatable, uh, I'll let it go. Um, RPG Time The Legend of Right is releasing on March 10th. This is the kind of scribbly um, table, not tabletop RPG. Why did I say that? It's more of a papercraft RPG. That's what I was trying to say. Don't we already have a good papercraft RPG? Like um, uh, The Legend of Glitter... Oh, screw. Damn it. I don't remember it. The storybook one where you make choices. You know what? It doesn't matter. What, tell me about this one. Um, that one does look kind of interesting, especially with its uh, huge drawings. Oh, this is all gameplay, isn't it? Oh, this yeah. is wild. All right. Yeah, it's all animated like it's drawn on notebook paper. And there's, there's sections that are like cardboard construction, sections yeah, yeah. that are animated like paper, sections that are animated like paper craft. Wow. When is this out? This is a sequel? There's a first one? Oh, no, it's not. March 10th. Sorry. Legend of Wright. W-R-I-G-H-T. Okay. Looks neat. Um, The Cruel King and the Great Hero has been slightly delayed. It is now coming out in North America on March 15th and then on Europe on March 11th. Uh, We've also got Black Geyser Couriers of Darkness releasing in March. I think yeah, was... I don't know anything about it either. Yeah, it was supposed <laughs> I'm, to be kind I'm of trying a... to help. I'm like, uh, there's there's yeah. evil people yeah, and yeah, poison that's, that's and undead, and they don't really show any gameplay in this trailer. <laughs> it's coming to early access. Not. <laughs> um, we've got Warhammer 4000 Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. Oh, what's on May this 5th? Warhammer game about? <laughs> Andy Circus is in it. It looks like. Yeah. So that's cool. All right, so we run around. Is this a tabletop style game? Tactical RPG. Tactical RPG. Okay, like every well, not every, like many Warhammer games before it. Um, I'm not seeing any actual gameplay systems. I'm kind of seeing like what looks like battles, but anim- uh with all the UI elements off, so they can just look fun and gory and make a nice video. So who knows how it plays? Um, I'm sure this is based on some sort of board game they put out. So. If you're familiar with the actual game, or is it based on a book? Uh, how's this one? Warhammer I'm not sh- Chaos I'm not Gate. Sure well, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be too hard to find out. Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. There's a book. Um, no, that's the game. Excuse me. There's a game <laughs> which we've been talking about. Uh, is this out? Warhammer Chaos Gate is a game from a bazillion years ago, 1998. For ten bucks on GOG, so is this like a reimagining of an old game? Could Maybe. very well be. Yeah. Okay. Well, now this one's Chaos Gate Demon Hunters, so you know there you go. Anyway, and then our, go. our final story: um, Salt and Sacrifice is releasing on May tenth. This is the sequel to Salt and Sanctuary. Salt and Sacrifice, you said? Okay. Yeah. Ooh, it looks nicer. Well, did Salt and Sanctuary look like that too? I, I it 
same style, but in my opinion, not as good, not as crisp. Okay. But um, what do I know? I'm I'm an old opinionated man who has bad Cause, ideas. Because for some reason, I always get Salt and Sanctuary confused with the one where you only have one arrow. Oh yeah, no, that's that's different. Okay. That's from the people who made the Crow game. Ah. Oh. Di- I know that the name of that the death or the death store Grim Reaper. Yeah, death store. That's yeah. it. Okay, well, what's coming out, Chris? All right, let me tell you what's coming out this week on the week uh, between February thirteenth and February nineteenth. Um, we've got River City's Girls Zero on the Switch. We have Shadow Madness on the PC. We have Voice of Cards: The Forbidden Maiden on PC, PS4, and Switch, and Horizon Forbidden West for PS5 and PS4. That, that, that was it? That was it. Yeah. Man, Sorry. kind of a late week, but a, one huge no, Well, one, one big one, so, you know. Everyone's avoiding that. <laughs> Go play your triangle strategy demo if you're not interested in for, Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, we had new early access. Um, Unexplored 2 gets an early access update. Okay. So if you're I, following that, there's an update. I don't even know what all the update entailed. I know it that, doesn't matter. Uh, it's like we we'll just we we'll just put it here so you know if you're into that game, it's early access has an update. So go check it out. Cool. And then we've got several uh, editorials. We got Rise of the Third Power review from our very own Anna Marie Privetier. Mm. Um, she really liked this game. Give it a four out of five. And I um, this is the SNES like game, right? Yeah, it's from the creators of RFL. Okay. So um looks really interesting. I put it on my wish list. There was way too much stuff on the eShop this week that I wanted to get. Um, oh, interesting, Kelly. The next game here is the game that delayed Anna from making that first review. Oh, uh, Mercenaries? <laughs> Mercenaries Rebirth. She had to finish that before she started now, the now other can, game. <laughs> now, now, can you guess what mercenary, what the what the score for Mercenaries was without looking? I already looked. Oh. Sorry. Oh. Um, three out of five? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that the store for all the mercenary games? Pretty much. Yeah, I think they're pretty much all three out of five. Okay. They're, 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 they they hit that niche of just being like, if I want a tactical RPG with a you know a good battle system, not amazing but good, and like a competent story, like yep, that is mercenaries. It, it is a very good <gasps> three out of five that will hit that. Hit that uh, thirst for you. We have a review of Edge of Eternity finally. Um, yeah, someone made it through. I was fu- also, three out of five. Oh, all right. Um, beautiful open world with things to find, strategic and deep battle system, but the story drags and bad character models. Oh, you get to ride around those giant cat things. That's cool. Oh, those are cats? I don't know. They look close enough for me. <laughs> Um, and John Jansen reviewed this one. He's one of our newer staff members and um, loved being on Backtrack when we, uh, crap, was, I think it was Neil Cooney when we talked about that. Looks like we have a re- interview about Atelier Sophie too. I'm curious about that game. Yeah, we've, go got check impre- it out. we've got an impression from Rune, Fa- of Rune Factory 5 from our very own Matt Mason, who was PMing me like crazy about this. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's a huge Dream Factory fan. He's like, yeah, it, it's pretty good. Um, you can well, that's it. good after all the after all the mess that the you know the developer went through, like went away and 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's been it's been quite a long time since a Rune Factory game came out, right? When was Rune Factory four? Um, I know that the re-release was like last year. I don't oh, remember. here it is, twenty twelve. <laughs> it's in its impression. July twenty twelve was Rune Factory four. So yeah, it's decade practically. And yeah, he said that the negatives, um, that the graphics aren't as great and um there's a little bit of lag and pop in but yeah that, that that comes with the switch sometimes yeah and i think this is a switch exclusive isn't it uh at least for the moment yeah yeah looks like jason say, did, yeah did uh, uh i forgot rune factory 4 came out for game pass didn't it ah uh, baby <laughs> I know it came out on the other. I know it came out on the other platforms, but okay. Oh, never mind. I mean, go go read Matt's um, impression if you're curious. It sounds like I've got the app open now. Let's see, Rune Factory searching nothing. So if it's there, maybe it's only on the console. It's on Ah. Xbox, but yeah, I don't know. I don't see anything on Game Pass. Gotcha. No, no. Now I remember. It was one of the Harvest Moons that came to Game Pass. Oh yes, yeah, that's what it was. And then we've got an editorial about all of the Nintendo Direct RPGs from Jason McFadden and his hype levels on all of those so that mm-hmm. you can go read about that. And then finally, we've got Paul Scarelli's backlog in the year. It's like every oh. every week we've got another wrap-up of 2021 for somebody. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. He started up Lunar Dragon Song. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, he also Paul. played Third Birthday. Mm. Wow. Oof. <laughs> mm. Paul, I, I love you. You might want to just put Dragon Song in the toilet where it belongs. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself, man. This is rough. I, I, I can say I, I try to find the good in every single game I play because, you know, their their labors of love and games are hard. Dragon Song is the worst RPG I have ever played in my whole life. Yeah. And, and I love that he says not a Christmas gift, just a masochist. Uh, <laughs> Paul, that's not masochism. That's like some BDSM crap <laughs> that you're into. Masochism to is one of the is the M. I know <laughs> it's worse. Okay. Somehow it's worse. I All don't right. know how. All right. <laughs> God, I hate that game. <laughs> Well, that's going to bring us to the end of our show. Um, given what we announced is coming out this week, I need to ask what you'll be playing in the upcoming week, Kelly. Um playing more Arceus, probably going to boot up that triangle strategy demo, and then I don't know what I'm going to use to fill my time for the next two weeks until triangle strategy. Josh? I'm going to be filling my time with Horizon, okay. definitely. Yeah. Kelly, maybe you do another run-through of Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe, yeah. yeah I, I've missed a lot of decisions. There you go. Um, I will continue to play Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm still not into Endwalker yet. Woo! My distraction this past week was leveling up more lo- l- combat jobs. Cool. Why? I don't know. <laughs> You're having fun. That's the important I thing. I, I'm I'm starting to get to the edge of, I need to like do something different in this game, though. So I'm worried <laughs> I'm going to burn out before even getting to the current expansion. <laughs> so I don't know. I'll figure something out. <laughs> now, we, we are um, wrapping things up, but in about 30 minutes, JC servant slash phil is going to be on to uh play tag team lost ark with fellow rp gamer friend hero 
Hero Harmony. Yep. So if you're in the channel watching live right now, go ahead and keep tuned for that. Um, if you want to catch us live, we're live every week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And of course, if you'd like to leave feedback for the show, like telling us what your favorite uh, thing announced at the Nintendo Direct this week was, you can do that over on rpgamer.com. Find the show thread and post it right in there. Um, I think that's going to do it for us. We're going to get off the channel, let uh, Phil and Hero get and Peter get uh, set up. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody. We'll see you next Thank week. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.